Hello, and welcome back to the Literally Just Me podcast. I am your host, Janae, here to talk TV. We're back with episode 302, Like a Virgin. This episode, I actually like it quite a bit. (laughs) It's good. It's kind of spicy, even though a lot of it's kind of like centered around a contrivance. uh, It's actually a lot of fun. I think Instant Star is at its best when it really doesn't take itself too seriously, which was exactly what this episode was. Uh, This episode has an A and a B plot. It'll make more sense if I talk about the B plot after the A plot. So what is pertinent here? So in the last episode, at the very end of the last episode, Jude decided that she was going to post the pictures of her that creepy bar guy was trying to extort her with. There are pictures of her passed out or like close to passed out and drunk. They're really not that bad. Uh, The show like displays some of them really quickly, but I mean, they're pictures of a woman looking into a camera and she's drunk. (laughs) I guess it's a bigger deal because she's 17, but she's been arrested for being drunk before, like early in the second season, and she was 16 then. (laughs) So she decides to post the pictures herself instead of allowing herself to be extorted by this guy. So the whole episode is dealing with the fallout of those pictures. The recurring theme of the episode is that everyone... How do I say? One, people are like shocked by the pictures, which I don't get why for reasons that I've just stated. But two, people are like referring to her in a derogative way because of the pictures. The opening scene and the opening monologue is her like talking about uh, why she posted the pictures. And she's like walking through town and she sees a billboard of herself and it has the word slut painted on it with like spray paint. And that's like the recurring theme of the episode. Is that she's quote unquote um, like slutty or trashy for the pictures and for another thing that I'll get to. So Darius obviously isn't happy about this. <laughs> thinking thinking about it, probably get eighty percent of like Darius and Jude's interaction in the show is like Jude just did something bad and Darius is there to disapprove of it. <laughs> That's really like the only time we see him uh, in the show. So Darius is unhappy. He says to like atone for this, uh, one of our board members has a son who's about to have a bar mitzvah. So you're going to perform at it as a favor for me, I guess. And she's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. But also Darius says like Karma's about to have uh, a press conference. So you're also going to sit in on that and you're going to explain why you posted the pictures that you did. And then she's like, okay, I don't love that as much, but whatever. So <laughs> we get to this press conference. It's June Karma at a table with like Darius standing in the background supervising. Uh, and Jude is just blatantly reading off a paper that says like, I did this thing. I am very sorry about this thing. I hope you can forgive me. <laughs> and she just reads off this fake apology very dryly. And as Darius is about to like hand the mic over to Karma, Jude actually like snatches it back and says what's on her mind, which is like, why is it such a big deal that these pictures are out there? Like, yeah, I'm making a mistake and like, they're not great pictures. 
I make mistakes. I'm a teenager. Like, why are you all so concerned about this? Then, like, Karma's press conference officially begins. But all of the reporters there keep wanting to divert the questions back to Jude. And so Jude gracefully dodges their continued questions about her and says, like, you're not here for me. You're here for Karma. Like, that was a very nice thing to do because she could have just, like, kept answering questions. Her and Karma obviously aren't friends, but it was a nice thing for her to do. So finally, uh, Karma gets the mic and she starts like, (laughs) this is the contrivance that I'm talking about. So she finally gets the mic to start talking about like her stuff, her album or whatever. And she opens up by saying like, thanks Jude, for the record, um, what'd she say? For the record, when I look at those pictures, I see someone who's not afraid to be real. And then she goes off on this tangent and is like, I what? <laughs> I barely even remember how we get here. Yeah, she starts like contrasting her and Jude. She's like, I like R and B, and like Jude is more like, uh, like rock and punk. And she's like, I like ballads, and Jude prefers like heavy riffs. And I'm a virgin. That's what Karma says. And then the press conference gets like cut off. <laughs> or no. Karma says, and I'm a virgin. And one of the reporters shouts out like, Jude, you're not? And she just like nervously laughs. And then the scene like jump cuts to something else. (laughs) It's just so stupid. Like that's what the whole episode revolves around. So like we had to have that moment. But like the parallel that she tried to draw and then to cap it off by implying that Jude's not a virgin in this most random of moments. To <laughs> it was just so stupid. Like, I do actually like think this is a fun episode overall, based on this whole assumption. But the assumption is kind of stupid, <laughs> is all I'm trying to say. So now Jude's image is tainted, one, by the pictures, and two, by this claim that she's not a virgin. This claim that was literally only started by Karma saying this one thing, and now everyone's just running with the story. So that's why it's so contrived to me, and so like, what? What are we? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, so that's what we have to deal with with the rest of the episode. There's actually a kind of cool moment and like surprising moment for 2008 <laughs> where Jude's dad says like, they only like ask you about this and are like badgering you about this because you're a girl. Like, no one's going to ask, I think he says Bob Dylan. Like, no one asked Bob Dylan about his sex life. And I was like, okay, yes, tea, love that. (laughs) I don't think that was a super popular opinion to have in 2008. I don't think we were as woke to the double standards of uh, women and their sexuality. So that was kind of cool to see. So real quick, we find out that with all this negative press surrounding Jude, the bar mitzvah that she was supposed to perform at, she actually gets, uh, like, removed from that as a performer by, uh, the father of the child whose bar mitzvah it is. So now Jude's irritated by this, not because she wanted to perform at a bar mitzvah, uh, but irritated by all the backlash that came literally from Karma's one statement. Just the one. So she thinks, hey, I'm just gonna go and crash the bar mitzvah and like, I'm gonna say my piece. I'm gonna say that you shouldn't judge women on their sexuality. One, based off of, 
a literal rumor. <laughs> um, so Jude takes Patsy with her to crash his bar mitzvah. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, Jude gets canceled and Karma is selected to replace her, uh, which obviously makes this uh, more fun <laughs> for the viewer. So at the bar mitzvah, um, as far as the A-plot goes, there are a few funny moments where Patsy is like, roaming around this bar mitzvah looking for alcohol <laughs> and it's just like a party full of like seventh graders and there's one scene where she <laughs> she has a bottle of uh, i think it's jack daniels in her hand and she walks up to this like very nerdy looking kid <laughs> and it's like good news i found the bar <laughs> and it's something about the way that he just like doesn't react to her statement that's just so funny to me <laughs> like he just nods and like <laughs> just continues to dance to the music but as far as uh the rest of the plot for or as far as the rest of the story for they plot jude decides to storm the stage when karma's performing so she gets up there and she takes one of the mics and they basically start like dueling on stage we get to a point uh, at the end of this little impromptu joint performance, uh, where everyone is clapping for the both of them, and, um, like, a cake gets brought out, like, a very big cake, like, wedding cake style, and Jude's, like, kind of talking her shit to Karma a little bit, like, <laughs> what was the line? It's actually kind of good. Oh, Jude says to Karma, like, when people say they want pure Jude, it just means they want the real deal. <laughs> That was actually really good. So Jude says that. Karma, in response, says something like, well, people still think you're a whore or whatever. Who cares? Bleh. Um, And then, how does it happen? Oh, Patsy somehow is on stage at this point, And over here is Karma calling Jude a whore. And, like, steps in, like, what did you say to my friend? And so Patsy pushes Karma, like, kind of hard. And, like, on her way down... This is another contrivance, whatever. <laughs> As Karma's, like, falling down, she reaches out and, like, pulls Jude's shirt so that her boob gets <laughs> taken out. <laughs> Which is, like, how would you time that so perfectly? So that happens. Jude's, like, oblivious to it for a little bit until Patsy says, like, Jude, your boob's out. And then she's mortified, obviously, because she just flashed a bunch of like sixth graders <laughs> so we end so <laughs> no i have to talk about this one thing first sorry so there's a scene it's very close to the end of the episode but jude and sadie are like it's unclear where they are but they're sitting and talking somewhere um like about the party and what just happened and so they're also kind of like filling in gaps and like questions that the viewer would have and were questions that I had as well. So Sadie asks, well, first, she <laughs> first Sadie asks like, well, who was it? Who'd you sleep with? <laughs> and like Jude just like shakes her head and doesn't respond. So Sadie starts naming people and she says like Shay with upwards inflection. And then it's like, speed? Upwards inflection? And then, <laughs> and then her face becomes totally serious. And she just like stares at Jude and says, 
Jamie. <laughs> she says it with the most disbelief. Because <laughs> at first she was just like playfully asking. But then like the idea that maybe it was Jamie. And she just like completely sobers up. <laughs> that was so funny to me. But then Jude reveals like it hasn't been anyone. And then Sadie's like, oh, shit, then why? <laughs> then why didn't you just deny what she said? To which Jude replies, like, because it's none of anyone's business, which is very true. That is a completely valid point. I would have cleared my name. That's, <laughs> there's one thing I'm going to do, it's clear my name. But it's a very valid stance to take because it truly isn't anyone's business. Oh, I keep forgetting things. So... Like I've said before, I have the episode on the background while I record, uh, just to remind me of things that I may forget. Um, so that's like, we're in like the last couple minutes of the episode. So then, very quickly, very thrown in, <laughs> because we haven't covered it yet. So there's a scene in G Major where Jude is like apologizing to Darius for the whole party and her boob coming out thing. And Darius is like, I don't really care that much anymore. Like <laughs> the party actually got a lot of publicity. So actually we're kind of good. Let him, let him hang out as much as you want. <laughs> he doesn't say anything, but he's very like nonchalant about it at this point. So June and Darius are having this interaction. Uh, the child, the mystery child from the first episode and the end of last season uh, comes running into the room. Uh, what does she say? Oh, the child is in a little like martial arts outfit, which is very cute. <laughs> so obviously she's in the dojo as well. Uh, so she's in the martial arts outfit and she's like, oh, cute. Tommy's daughter should know how to uh, like kick some butt or something like that. And Darius goes, Tommy, <laughs> like very incredulously. And he says like, uh, this child is obviously mine, right? <laughs> Obviously, yes, of course. Yes, hmm, indeed, quite. Uh, so this is when Jude finally learns that this mystery child isn't Tommy's, it's Darius. We all flipped out for nothing. <laughs> Not that it was ever a big deal in the first place. So then Jude has a confrontation with Chaunt. So then Jude runs into Tommy and says, like, I was wrong. Uh, the kid wasn't your daughter. I apologize for, like, I sing you out or whatever, which who cares? What are you apologizing for? <laughs> it could not matter less whether or not he has a child. It just couldn't. It could not matter less. But anyway, uh, so she says, I'm sorry, whatever. And then he out of nowhere is like, um, I'm such a mess. I'm just like, Egh. and Jude trying to like sympathize is like, I'm a mess too. Like we're so compatible. We're so alike. <laughs> And he actually, like, kind of very meanly is like, you're just a kid. What do you know? And I was like, ooh. <laughs> and then for no good reason at all, she's like, well, in a few weeks, I'll be 18. And, like, silence kind of hangs in the air for a few seconds. And it was kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> it was kind of very uncomfortable. So then that happens. And then the very last scene thrown in for no good reason not a single good reason we see or what happens oh tommy just offhand asks jude what uh she thinks about karma 
Uh, and so like the ending voiceover is Jude saying, oh, karma, she's like, she's such a doll, whatever, which she's obviously saying, um, facetiously. So the very, very last scene of the episode is we get a shot of the rehearsal space and we see karma like putting like a shirt on or not a shirt, but like a, a cardigan. She's like putting a cardigan on and like picking up her purse and putting it on her shoulder. And the camera pans down to Speed, who's at least shirtless, uh, on the floor with like a blanket covering him. So we're obviously implying that Karma had sex with Speed. <laughs> Which, okay. Like, I think the point of that scene was to like imply that Karma like isn't a virgin and that she was lying about her little I'm a virgin comment. But also, who care <laughs> it's not clear how old karma is actually i really don't think they ever say not that it super matters i get the impression that she's like early 20s or like maybe 19 or something i don't know they don't say anything about her being in high school but i i don't know it's unclear anyway again it doesn't matter if she's a 20 year old having sex or a 17 year old having sex so they threw in that little scene uh, to let you, the viewer, know that, oh, she was lying about being a virgin, which, like, obviously, <laughs> obviously she would say anything to stir up trouble, because that's who she is. Eden with more lines, that's who she is. <laughs> but I gotta ask, why are s <laughs> the only sex that they ever imply in the show is people fucking on the floor? Like... <laughs> There's no way that I believe this many teenagers just, like, have sex on the floor. Like, maybe it's the easiest thing to imply, like, cinematographically. You know what I mean. Like, it's the easiest thing to show. Because maybe if he was in a bed sleeping, it wouldn't be clear. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Trying to make sense out of nonsense things. So that's everything for um, the A-plot. So the B-plot is actually a Sadie plot, or a Sadie and Quest plot, I should say. So how do I sum this up concisely? So essentially, Sadie asks uh, Quest to go to Jude's uh, performance with her, or no, that's not what happens. <laughs> Wait, that's not what happens. Um, oh, Sadie asks Quest if he wants to go to dinner with her, and he's like, oh, Yes, I'd love to. But actually, why don't you come to the performance that I'm going to be, uh, like, working at? So he's going to do audio at the bar mitzvah. So Sadie uh, agrees to go with him. In the meantime, Quest and Tommy have another, like, little scuffle about, <laughs> like, music things. Tommy makes a comment about how Quest is producing Karma's single. And Quest is like, well, I earned it. Like, I've... <laughs> This is something that I've been working towards, so yeah, I'm gonna take the opportunity. And it just like reinforces how much the show is just not great with friendships. <laughs> like, I think they told us sometime in the first season that like Quest and Tommy have known each other for a while, but besides them telling me that they're friends, I wouldn't think that they're friends because they don't. <laughs> because they don't act like it. The scenes that they're in together they're usually fighting <laughs> some for some reason. 
So anyway, that happens. Tommy is like kind of shitty towards Quest. But in the meantime, Quest is like trying, I think, it's not explicit, but it seems that he's trying to tell Tommy that he likes Sadie and is going to try and like pursue a relationship with her. But because they fought, like that gets cut off and they don't talk about it at all. So we fast forward to the bar mitzvah. Quest and Sadie are both there. Uh, they go off to like this little private room where they're just chit-chatting. Sadie makes a comment like, oh, you're so, you're so loyal to Tommy. Like you're such a good friend. And I don't remember how they get to this point. But Quest, sa- <clears throat> but Quest says like, I'm not a better kisser than Tommy, which like, okay. <laughs> He's got game, I see. He's been practicing. Uh, so he says to Sadie, like, I'm not a better kisser than Tommy. And she's like, oh, I'll be the judge of that. It's like, okay. Uh, so they kiss. It's kind of cute. But then Tommy dun, 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 is standing in the background and sees them kiss, which leads to like another little like skirmish between the two of them. Tommy references like, oh, it's guy code that like you're not supposed to go after uh, my exes. Like, and Quest is like, she's your ex. Like you didn't, <laughs> you didn't really care that much. Uh, so they continue to fight. Oh, Quest. <laughs> I... I knew there was a line that I was missing. So they're going back and forth about that until Quest says, like, you're talking all this good shit and Sadie's not even the sister that you want. <laughs> Quest, talk that shit. <laughs> it was really all that needed to be said in the moment. But then Quest also says, like, not that the underage thing has ever stopped you before. What? What? <laughs> what are people talking about when they say that? I think it was Darius who brought it up in the first season about him and an underage lady. What are they talking about? <laughs> so he says that and like Tommy's getting like more and more riled up and he's like, I'm serious, man. Shut up. And Quas says, if you... If you were ever with Jude, that'd be the worst thing to happen to her. <laughs> and then Tommy, Tommy punches Quest in the face. Sadie walks in like right as he's punching Quest, or right after. Uh, so she kind of sees what she kind of sees what's going on, and she like helps Quest out of the room and like has her arm around him. And like her parting words to Tommy are, "Now you fight for me," because she's interpreting this as. Uh, like Tommy being jealous about them too, which she says the the guy code thing, but I think the reason for punching him was more so the comment that he made about Jude and whoever this other underage person was. Um, so Sadie misread the situation and thinks that it's about her. That's really how the B plot ends. Oh, and the last scene with like Sadie and Jude talking, Sadie also says to Jude like, Tommy and Quest are fighting over me. <laughs> Which really wasn't what happened, but it's okay if you think that, I guess. But that about does it for the episode. In typical fashion, it is now time for the song and episode ratings. So this episode's song is called I Will Be The Flame. It's the song that plays uh, at the bar mitzvah when Jude and Karma are going back and forth. And like Jude pops up and interrupts Karma's performance. It's pretty cool. It's the first... It's like the first song to be like more of an R&B 
pop-ish song, which is like cool that uh, the songwriters like branched out this season. The version on the soundtrack, I think, just has Corey Lee. And then this version in the episode obviously has uh, the two of them singing. Uh, the song itself, it's cool. Uh, it's very upbeat. It's actually, it's a pretty fun song. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said that it wasn't kind of a catchy bop. So this song, let's see. I'll go 7 out of 10 for this one. For the episode rating, uh, <laughs> like I said, it did have a lot of fun moments. I can't lie. There were a lot of times where even watching it now, like I still laughed at <laughs> quite a few of the scenes. Even if like the plot at its core was just really contrived, it was a very fun contrived episode. I'll give it that. So would I watch it again? Definitely. My rating, I think I'll go 7 out of 10 as well for this one. Uh, so with both the song and episode rating of 7 out of 10, episode 302 of Instant Star, Like a Virgin, gets an average of 7 out of 10. What object am I doing this time? Let's go 7 out of 10 virgin cocktails. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. As usual, if you would like to get in touch with me, my contact information is in the episode description. Otherwise, I will see you all on the next one. Bye.